This is episode 338 on June 4th, 2020. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. I'm Greg McMillan. And I'm Matt Hoffman. Happy birthday, Matt. Today is Matt's birthday. Woohoo. Are you Yay, doing, thank you. Another another trip around the sun. <laughs> That's right. You're you're officially one digit older than I am. All right. Woohoo. <laughs> not for long though, I don't think. I, yeah, not till December. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> Oh yeah. Well, we are at it another week, and uh, it's been crazy out there, but let's go ahead and get into our focus point. Focus point. All right. Uh, So a friend of the show, Jack Hollingsworth, had posted a link to a David Dushman uh, article that he posted in 2017 about, uh, are you a photographer? Or let me get the title right. Do, do, do. He put, everyone's a photographer, question mark. And so um, I thought it would be good to talk about because uh, we're in an interesting time and we've been in this interesting time since probably about the mid 2000s. And there has, with social media, with people being able to be more influential, uh, we've seen over the last 10, 15 years, a, a push on who's a photographer, uh, what does it take to be a photographer, and uh, the question, everybody is a photographer, is, uh, is a good one to ask. So um, let's see here. Uh, Greg, what are your thoughts on uh, what David had posted uh, in that article in 2017? Well, I think... I, I said a couple of years ago, I think that if someone takes a picture or, or creates a photograph and then, then they're a photographer and it doesn't matter what they're using it could be a, um, you know, an expensive high end DSLR. It could be an iPhone, could be an Android phone, could be a, um, a pinhole camera. You know, they're, they're creating a photograph, which is a piece of art. And I, I, I saw no reason why they couldn't be, considered a photographer have you um, um have you ever had somebody look down at you because of the equipment you're using there's times when i've felt uh that they're doing that maybe not literally looking down at me um i think uh like in in, my, in the local camera club when i was able to attend more meetings um I put on a presentation uh, like they had what what, what they call it, like a a member profile where you can go up there and and show up to 25 photos in 10 minutes and talk about them. And usually they want kind of like a theme, right? So I put 25 pictures up that I took with my iPhones at the time. This was back when I had my 6S, I think. And as I was speaking i i put together a slideshow and keynote that would run the 25 pictures in 10 minutes and i had you know just a little quiet music playing in the background and then i i would just speak about taking photos with my iphone and and uh you know talk about the odd picture that came up and when i was done i just looked at everybody and i said so who here thinks that the iphone isn't a camera. Nobody put their hands up. And I know there were some DSLR snobs in the crowd. (laughs) Um, At least I felt that way. But I think over the, over the years with me really um, working hard to promote mobile photography, I think I've kind of changed the mindset of a lot of people. Um, You know, there there was a friend of mine who was just um, amazed at what I could do with the phone. And he is now shooting with his phone um, 
it's not an iPhone, but it's, it's a, I think it's a Huawei and, and he's really liking what he's getting out of it. Yeah. Um, he's got a full frame Canon 6D, but he's really impressed with what he can get out of his phone. Yeah. So I think, I think everybody that, that, uh, that creates art with photography, I, I, I really don't see why they can't become considered a photographer, no matter what they use. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my thoughts. One, one of the things that he put in the article was that we, we take a lot of, it could be like pride in, in a title or, or something like that, that we want to defend what that title is so that it, you know, kind of probably makes us more than what we actually are. And, and he talked about how, how people would get angry you know, if they were, you know, if somebody was to say, oh, yeah, that person over there that has a phone in their pocket, they're a photographer, too. Um, you know, and, and sometimes that's understandable. There's been the whole debate um, on who is a professional photographer. You know, what what, what Well, I think it? there's a difference between a, a photographer and a professional sure. photographer. Yeah. Right. Well, that in the sense of, you know, when you have professional photographers and amateur photographers, there's always that line that people want to draw. Well, then if you're a photographer and then everybody else out there that takes pictures, they, they want to try to draw that line. But the question is, where does that line start? Where does it end? And how do you determine on whether somebody truly is a quote unquote photographer uh, when you have people out there that have a very gifted uh, eye who look at world look at the world differently than say I do, and I've been practicing, 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 but they just you know they'll take out their phone, take a shot, and have this amazing image. And I'm thinking to myself, they don't know, they don't understand the potential that they have, you know, in between their ears. And, you know, when they, when they put a, a, a camera or a phone in their hands. So, you know, it, we can get into the minutia of it and try to figure out, okay, who is a photographer? Um, or do we challenge ourselves to say, yeah, anybody's a photographer, you know, everybody can be a photographer um, and, and, and go from there. What, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I think, um, so I, I understand why the phrase everybody's a photographer would get some people yeah. triggered. Yes. Right. Um, because man, it's, this is, you know what, in like all the art world, I don't think there's anything more complicated than this. Yeah. Um, Cause on one hand, like I agree with what Greg is saying, you know, if you're, taking pictures, then yeah, sure. You're, you're a photographer, but I think what, what gets people upset is, uh, and I, and I honestly think it kind of comes down to certain genres of photography. So, um, like the one that really comes to mind is like wedding photography, right? Right. So you have, you know, let's say, a wedding photographer, you know, they make some or all of their income from doing wedding photography. You know, they've invested money in the gear, in, in the, the website, the products, the marketing, in learning how to, to edit, to, uh, you know, learning how to get the, the best exposures, composition, the whole nine yards, right? They've invested all this time and money in being the, the best they can be. And it's what they do for income. And so they're out there, they're trying to get jobs as a photographer yeah. and inevitably they're going to get rejections or cancellations with a bride and, or a bride and groom saying, oh, you know what? Um, my cousin yeah. just bought a camera and he knows how to push the shutter button. So we're just going to have him take, Uncle take Bob's. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I could see where, uh, like that phrase would really come into play there, but that has a really negative connotation in that scenario. Right. Because if you, if you think about it in terms of, of that scenario, 
the cousin is not a photographer just because they have a camera and they know how to push the shutter button. Right. It, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about, you know, two different things. The, the cousin is, is way down here in the knowledge and skill department. And you got the, yeah. you know, the wedding photographer way up here. It's, it's totally different. Um, and, and I guess for me, when I hear that phrase, that's always like what I go to. I think I understand there's no reason why just Joe blow with a, with a, whatever camera, whether it's a phone or or any camera can't be considered a photographer if they're taking pictures. But I think what the people that really get upset about it are the people that have invested the time and, and possibly the money to, to really learn the craft. And then I guess that's where that, um, you know, putting stock in the title comes in. It's like, I think some people feel you need to earn the right to be called a photographer just because you have a device that takes pictures and you know how to, you know, manipulate it to do so. That doesn't make you a photographer. Yeah. I, so I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with that. I don't know where I fall on this because (laughs) I, you know, I, I want photography to be inclusive. I want, you know, everyone to be able to, to take pictures. And, um, you know, I respect basically what the three of you do with uh, just about, you know, taking pictures with only your iPhone. And, and I enjoy, you know, all sorts of cameras. And yeah. I mean, I do obviously take a lot of pictures with the iPhone, but I have other cameras. I like to use them. Um, I consider myself a photographer, but I went to school for photography. You know, I understand yep. stuff, you know, the exposure triangle and some fundamentals of composition and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but that's, that's not to say that someone that didn't do those things couldn't all, in fact, nowadays it's even more complicated because you go on Instagram or right. whatever And it's like, there's so many photographers taking phenomenal pictures, just absolutely mind bending, crazy stuff that they're doing. I have formal training. I have no clue how to do what they do on the level they do it. And they have zero training. Yeah. And I can't wrap my head around that, you know? Um, So yeah, I guess everyone could be a photographer. <laughs> I guess. I, don't know. I, I, I want to go back to what you said about wedding photography. And, you know, I, I've shot one wedding. Uh, actually, you know, I've taken pictures here and there with my iPhone or with another camera at a wedding, but never as the, uh, I, I've only been the primary pho- photographer once in a wedding. And they begged me to do it. I kept telling them, no, get, Hire a professional, please. Hire somebody who's good at the craft. We like your photography. We like you. We want it to be low-key. Can you please do it? And I said, okay. Majority of that money went into renting the equipment, you know. So it was it was a fun experience. Um, I don't ever want the pressures of being a wedding photographer. I I understand, you know, that there's a lot riding on it. So when cousin Joe Blow and Uncle Bob are there to take pictures at a at a wedding, you know, uh, you got to think of, okay, what's the family reunion going to be like later? You know, is it going to be like, man, that guy really didn't deliver on what he said he could do? You know, did I really blow it on the, the one day that I, I should have actually paid somebody to do it? But, you know, that's, people make mistakes. Pa- people, you know, are going to and and I think that's what I I I I I want the wedding professional wedding photographers to realize that people are they're going to make mistakes, and then they're going to realize that they should have gone with somebody who actually knows the craft. Um, now the whole uh, you know we can get into the. Um, the hierarchy of the local camera club and who's top dog and, and, you know, I've got the best equipment around and, and all that, you know, it's, 
you know, so I think, I think outside of the wedding photography genre, um, it's probably the amateur guy who had, who invested a lot of money into his equipment that are the ones that are going to speak up quickly and say, no, you're not a photographer, uh, or something like that. And, you know, as a way of being able to stand, you know, uh, of having some sort of a class of, uh, uh, class ranking. Um, yeah, I would totally agree with that. Cause, um, you know, it, I think if you, if you go online and you look at this topic, you know, so you look up this article that we're talking about, or you, you know, there's plenty of stuff out there that's similar, um, about this topic and a lot of it written by, like pretty well-known photographers, you know, uh, David Dushman, for instance, is, you know, a phenomenal, uh, photographer. And, um, you know, these people, it, they, they get it. They know that they are in a secure spot that you could hand a camera to every person on planet earth. And those, and they, they're still going to get their work, you know, right. because, they've secured their place because of what they're able to do. And it doesn't have anything to do with their equipment, although I'm sure it helps a little bit, but you know, you can hand the same, you know, whatever top of the line Canon or Nikon camera to, you know, just some random guy and they're not going to be able to do what these, you know, top tier photographers can do. Um, so it, I, I would agree with you that it is the, the less secure people, you know, the people who aren't quite as, uh, on top of their craft that are, yeah. that are the ones that are crying foul here, you know, yeah. that, um, are afraid that their, their place in the world of, of photography is going to, uh, you know, be usurped by just some up and coming person, you know, that, well, not necessarily by a phone. I mean, it doesn't matter what, what the, the gear is per se, but, um, you know, I just think that there's people that like the idea of being a photographer um, and are afraid of somebody else coming in and taking that title from them. You know, I, I think I think uh, we have to go back in history a little bit, not, the not too distant history, probably 20 years ago, and it was a more it was a more guarded, more coveted um, sort of a, a ecosystem because of the lack of, you know, uh, spreading the knowledge around. And when, when the internet, uh, started to really pick up podcasting, video casting, uh, uh, it, all of a sudden it flipped all you, you started to have people, um, share their craft where it was a much guarded secret. Uh, you didn't want somebody to come in and take that livelihood away from you or be able to, uh, undercut you. And so when digital, I think digital was a catalyst, um, it would, digital was the trigger. Uh, the internet was the catalyst for it to switch to where we have podcasts. We have, uh, people, uh, sharing their craft and taking people out to show them what to do, where to go, what their setups are like, because before that it was, uh, it was guarded secrets. It was like, uh, you you couldn't unless you were an apprentice you were working for somebody and that was hard to do sometimes also um you couldn't really have somebody teach you the their craft yeah that's yeah, that's what i was going to going to say i mean you know going back to that not so distant past i mean that was essentially just about the only way that you were going to learn um, the craft at that higher level was to become, you know, an assistant, whether that was, uh, you know, assisting a wedding photographer yep. as like a second shooter or working in a, a studio as an assistant, you know, setting up lights and setting up, you know, cameras and stuff for a shoot. Um, even, you know, maybe going back a little further, um, think of like Ansel Adams, right? Um, he had assistants. I don't necessarily know that he was taking them like out to Yosemite and like showing them like, well, this is how I would compose, you know, this shot of uh, half dome. Um, but he was certainly showing them how he wanted his 
prints printed in the lab, right. you know? So um, for anyone listening that doesn't know what the heck I just said, look back, him up. back in the day, they yeah. used to make actual physical pictures printed on paper. It was crazy. In the dark room. Um, I got a quick Ansel Adams story. Um, my next door neighbor, uh, when I was growing up, he actually fixed, uh, was, I don't, I don't know if he was the only one, but I know that he fixed Ansel Adams cameras. And so, um, we were gifted a small print of, um, the moon with half dome. And my parents still have that And in the corner, there's a little AA, um, on, on the photograph. And I'm like, oh, oh. oh, don't lose that. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, he was, he lived in California. He, uh, of course, uh, has, I think he still has a place. He's long dead, but uh, he, I think he still has a place at Yosemite. But it was, you know, we were talking pre-show about Ansel Adams, you know, and there were some people that happened to be, you know, the right time, the right place, or was really good with PR and they were able to make a name for themselves. Some people had to die in order for their name to come out and be, you know, known where others, you know, they're really good with, um, their own PR. But, uh, you know, we look at Ansel Adams, we look at a lot of these people as masters at their craft and, uh, kind of hold them up there. And, you know, we can have people now that are doing much better work, more amazing work, but it's like, did that get kind of like muddied down? Did it get, uh, too thin to where, uh, you know, we don't hold people like that up anymore. You know, that's, that's a question. I don't know if we'll ever answer that. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely no shortage of talented right. people taking pictures. And I think, you know, the technology that we have nowadays with the internet and everything like that has um, really brought that out. You know, I think, I think that there are more photographers now than there would be if we were still just shooting film Um, you know, if we had no, no internet or whatever, just because it was more work, you know, it It was, was. um, a whole lot harder to be able to share, you know, your, your photography, but, um, the technology we have now makes it easier. And I think it helped a lot of people discover like, Hey, I'm actually kind of good at this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's one good thing that I love about our show and about iPhone photography is that, the technology that we have on these phones compared to, you know, what we had 10 years ago on our computers, it's just mind blowing, you know, uh, what we can do, you know, we're, we're almost ditching the laptop or the, or the, you know, the desktop and doing everything on the, on the phones now. So did you guys want to, um, is there anything that you guys wanted to bring up about this subject? Go ahead, Dave. I think the like I said, the other thing is, like you said, about the technology and the ability to reach out. Sure. Where now, admittedly, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago. How the new iPhone SE for four hundred dollars is amazing. What it yeah. can do. Yeah. You don't need to buy the thousand dollar iPhone or the fifteen hundred or oh, you're like great in Canada the two thousand dollar iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> To, t- to take amazing pictures. You really don't because we remember taking amazing pictures with the four and the four S yep. more, more the four S than the four, but that would, you know, if it came out today, people would laugh at like, Oh, that's it. Look how, look how old that is. And look at the low megapixels. And we were back then. We're like, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. But the fact that in this kind of carries over with my other hobby running where Every so often you see people say, you know, uh, there's a discussion is, are you a real runner? <laughs> well, I know because there Sorry, are, that sounds, yes. it, it sounds it, but, it, but <laughs> there are, you have people who are high end amateur runners. Yeah. You know, they, they, they are the ones who they're, they're not going for, they're not the ones they're flying in for the, like the races, like right. the professionals. Right. But they are exceptionally high-end people who, you know, these are people like I know someone who, um, she's a nurse. She also run 100-mile races. 
Wow. You know, and yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it's like, but she's an amateur. Yeah. She's qualified and ran in Boston a couple times, but she's not anywhere in this, no disrespect, not even close to, she's not even close to what the professionals can do, which are just batshit crazy with what they can do. But it's like, you have someone who's like, well, I run five Ks. I do small runs. Yeah. You know, that's the equivalent of why well, I use my phone. I take pictures of my family and my, my family and I put, or, Oh, I take my phone. I take pictures of my backyard to share with friends. Are you a photographer? Just like someone who runs five Ks. Yes. You're a runner. Yes. You're a photographer. Now, I can understand if you're a professional making money off of it and you invest tens of thousands of dollars. Are you a real runner? (laughs) (sighs) Well, I mean, there is a setup where if you're in a competitive race, they have the professionals up front away from me. Right. You know, (laughs) wow. That's even more of a class, uh, Type setting. That's awesome. Well, which I understand. But right. you no, know, if you, if you, you know, it's kind of like saying, you know, like when I run half marathons at my best, I can get mm, close to doing a two hour half marathon. Okay. Yeah. If you are a professional, you're finishing in half my time. Yeah. You're doing it in an hour. Right. So you're, you could, you, you basically, and I've actually, in a way have been lapped in races sure. where people finishing the full marathon have finished before me doing a half. Right. So, but they, but the idea is I can understand if you're a professional, you're like, if I'm lining up next to you at the start line, I would understand the thought process of what is this? What is he doing here? He's getting in my way. He's interfering with me making money the way right. a professional photographer who's, you know, they have the whole thing. He's like, you mean you're not going to use me? You're going to use your uncle here who just bought a camera last week to take your wedding photo that you're going to cherish for the rest of your life? Yeah. <laughs> well, going back to the running, I will say this, that uh, Dave, if if we had to run um, and get out of the way of a tsunami, I would just stop and say, death, <laughs> come on, let's get it over with. Because <laughs> I'd probably yeah. die before I even yeah. <laughs> made it. Yeah, but I mean it's 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 the it's it's the real similar, you know. So it's do you not consider yourself a yeah. real thing or not. And for the people I deal with, and like I said, some of these people are, you know, yeah, some people like me who are like I run because this like I, I run because I enjoy it. Just the same reason I take <laughs> photos. I enjoy it. I know it sounds weird for most punishment. people to say. <laughs> I enjoy running 13 miles and yes. cramping up. Yeah. <laughs> There's enjoyment in it. But no, it's, it's true. With like, it's true. It, I, I take photos. Like the one photo I did, um, I posted for the um, the post pick of the week for the flower. To get that photo, I had to, because of the, the way the angle and the sun and the sky was, where the one thing I was looking for, it was too bright in the background. I got on the ground on my belly looking up at the flower, trying to move around so I had the right background with it. You would have people looking and saying, you enjoy taking a photo, getting on the ground yeah, like that? What's I've actually had people say that, you know, it's like, no, I just, you know, I see something and I want to take a photo of it. But again, I do it for fun. Yes. I do because I enjoy it. And if I can understand, like I said, from a professional standpoint, if you're having business get affected because of amateurs taking it away. I'm, I understand, but I can also understand that you need to give a different value proposition. You need to have better marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to say, Oh, look at these wonderful photos. And you're like, that's great. What else can you do for somebody? Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, the thing coming back to, are you a photographer? Yeah, anyone can be a photographer and anyone can, because I think also photography, I think we've all kind of agreed with this is it's telling a story, right? It's telling a story through images. So if you have a story, you know, that you want to tell, 
and you're using a photo for it. Yeah, you're a photographer and you're a storytelling photographer. And I think, like I said, we all remember where the cameras may have been cheaper in the past, mainly due to inflation, but they may have been cheaper in the past. But when you had to pay, you know, 10, 15 bucks for a roll of film. Haven't not developed. the processing, yeah. not the processing for all, for all the young kids, not the pro- just for the roll of film and then pay for processing on top of it and probably having to throw away half of those pictures after waiting. Yep. <laughs> and having and, and having to wait a week or so uh, after you drop it off to the little person who lived in the booth in the middle of the parking lot. Yep. You know, and a week later, looking at your photos and not being able to really edit them if you if you send it off the process. You know, were you were these people talking? Yeah, they were, but it was harder to get in. The, the barrier was more; it was harder to share. You knew so, right away whether you got the shot or not. Too, you know, not not right away, but you know, once you got it, you're like, oh man, yeah, yeah. And it was like, <laughs> and I can't fix it. Yeah, and the, that's garbage. The exposure, that's garbage, garbage, yeah. garbage, garbage. It's like, yeah. why is this all blank? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to advance. I, I forgot to get the film secured in the camera so it could advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we can go on forever on this, but I think this is good for us to be able to you know, uh, talk about every once in a while, don't let people look down on you because you, uh, you know, do this for the love of as a hobby or anything like that. You know, just sometimes when you run into people and they, they want to look down on you, let them, that's all they're getting to be honest. You know, that's, that's their lot in life and you can go on having a good time. Um, if they're a good friend, then just, you know, work on your craft, show them up. Say really? No, <laughs> no, don't do that. But you know, be nice to people. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, real quick, I wanted to show everybody on camera, but also talk about. Uh, I got a new microphone. Woohoo! Uh, I picked up a. Uh, it's a Movo uh, VXR10, which I'm going to be using with my DSLR and with my iPhone. Um, I was trying to, I'm trying to up my craft when it comes to video and a huge majority of that is going to be audio. And so, you know, that's, that's something that I have to tackle and try to become better at. So, uh, I think this was about $24 right around that range. It's not bad. Doesn't, it does not require a battery. Um, I went on to YouTube, watched, uh, found a couple uh, that I was interested in. Thankfully, there was a uh, guy who reviewed the two that I was looking at, and I uh, had a side-by-side comparison. And from what he showed, I said, "You know what? I'm going to go ahead and get that." But twenty-something uh, dollars is not bad. So it it's a shotgun mic that mounts it has a um, hot uh, cold shoe, hot shoe um, mount area. Uh, to be able to sit on either a uh, tripod or whatever you can mount this to. And then it comes with a windscreen. I think it's called a dead cat or something like that because it looks like a dead cat. Um, and uh, <laughs> I thought it was a hamster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a dead gerbil. Um, but uh, it had it came with two cords. One was for a smartphone. The other one was for a, a DSLR. And so... I tried it out on my DSLR and I'm, you know, I can't wait to build a little studio and be able to use that thing for, you know, either interviewing or doing other types of uh, videos, Uh, maybe some man on the street type uh, stuff, uh, just to kind of walk around and and play with it. But also uh, to utilize my iPhone and, uh, get some you know the i i do have to say the microphones on these new phones are really really good there's three microphones that are on the iphone 11 uh one is um the back facing there's a front facing and then there's one on the bottom so there are there are three different microphones but um it's uh do 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 uh filmic pro 
allows you to choose which microphone you want. And it's really good at recognizing um, if you have Bluetooth or if you have something plugged in to be able to choose. And it's a very good uh, app. So if you're wanting to do video, pay the money, get Filmic Pro and uh, take take advantage of what they can do, um, especially for audio and or if you have some sort of a video capability outside of the iPhone, excuse me, outside of the iPhone. Now, Joe, for the for the for the mic you got, how does it connect up? Is it Bluetooth or is no. it Direct Connect? Um, it comes with a uh, Lightning uh, connector adapter. Okay. okay. And um, and uh, but you have to you have to realize that there are two styles of um, eighth inch uh, jacks, or the is it uh, three point is it three point five millimeter the jack. Um, for the the small jack, audio jack. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah three point five, yeah. Three point five millimeter, um, and so uh, depending on which camera you're using, you have to use the right one. There, there's a special splitter type um, mm-hmm. cord that will go, and if you don't have the right one, you're not going to get the audio. So. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into our post pick of the week. Post pick of the week. Dave, go ahead and take this away. Okay. Let me do the sharing of screen here and boom. So this week was the end of the, um, flowers challenge that's been going on for the last month uh and selected from mike james uh posting now i'm assuming this was using the portrait mode with the black background um built in i don't think he said one way or the other this has just really struck me uh because well first of all the isolation on the flower yeah uh there's so many good picks again uh, but this, the color just kind of, you know, d- the black background yeah. with the purple flower just really, d- just, just really got my attention. Um, just absolutely in my mind, absolutely gorgeous. I like the framing of the flower itself and how it kind of goes, you know, off in a diagonal and not just straight up or down. So you get a little bit of an angle going on there and just i like the christmas crispness of the flowers but the little bit of the uh i don't want to say bokeh a little bit of the out of focus on the buzz that haven't opened yet in the background right so it, it was just a really really nice photo and just really got our, got really got my attention what are your thoughts greg uh yeah i really like it it's um uh You'd almost think he used a macro lens with this thing or, or possibly camera plus in macro mode. Um, but he, he really, uh, like, like Dave said, the, 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 you know, the composition where it goes in the diagonal just fills the frame nicely with the negatives, like uh, limited use of negative space in the frame with all the black background. But I don't, I don't think it was portrait mode because um, you can't get that close to anything in portrait mode um, to use that. So, uh, I tend to think it was, um, camera plus two in macro mode or maybe, maybe a macro lens, but, uh, I do understand. Does he say what phone he used? Um, you know, let me because see with that. the 11s, you can get pretty close with them. I think a lot closer than you can with the 10 S even. So I'm wondering if you maybe used them, uh, an 11 or an 11 pro. But uh, you know, but yeah, I, really good shot. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm checking right now, but I don't remember um, seeing it one way or the other. To be honest, I don't yeah. remember seeing that. But I'm gonna see if I can find some thing here on the group. And of what course, do you think, Matt? Moving very slow. <laughs> <laughs> I should unmute myself and then I can talk. <laughs> um, 
I, I'm going to agree with your assessment of this, Greg. Um, I, I too do not think uh, that this was portrait mode. Um, I'm seeing it like full screen, and there's definitely some different tonalities in that negative space. Um, it's not all pure black like the portrait yeah. mode would do. Um, but that aside, uh, the, I love these these kind of pictures, um, especially with flowers, you know, where, where there's really nothing going on in the background to distract you from the, the flower. Um, I like the use of, um, you know, it looks like it's lit with just a single light uh, coming in from, uh, I don't know, probably the upper left or, or str straight in from the, the left side. Um, and that really enhances the, the contrast and, and, you know, really kind of makes it pop from the, from the black. Um, and, you know, I don't know, it, it does strike me as probably a camera plus macro shot. Um, and I only say that because I take a lot of those, those macro shots myself. And there's a, uh, there's, while it does a very good job, um, there is kind of like a, a hallmark softness to those pictures, which, which this photo has, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it works really well with the, the subject. Um, there's still plenty of detail and everything. I mean, in some of the, uh, stamen of the flowers, you could see, you know, some of the, the different colorations and some of the detail there. So, um, yeah, definitely a cool picture. Um, this probably would have been uh, my pick uh, if I would have been a little earlier to the show to help you guys. I, I'm pretty positive that this would have been my pick as well. Very good. Yeah, I like it. I like the way um, it does kind of fade out into um, the uh, lack of depth of field uh, area. Um I didn't think about the portrait mode when I first saw it. I think it was, you know, very much, I don't, I don't know if I was to shoot it, I would definitely do a single light and then, you know, uh, expose for the high areas so that the background would drop off and then have, uh, use, use the, the closeness of the camera's depth of field to be able to, uh, have, it go out of focus in the background. So it, it's beautiful. I, I like it. So congratulations, Mike, you are our post pick of the week winner. If you'd like to be chosen as post pick of the week, you've got two options. You can do what Mike did and go on to our Facebook group and look for our weekly photo challenge, or you can go on to Instagram and use the hashtag tiny shutter. Uh, we have tons of images on there. And in the, Weeks in between picking the uh, the Facebook um, weekly photo challenge, uh, we have Instagram. So use the hashtag Tiny Shutter. All right, now that we're done with that uh, challenge, what is our new challenge going to be? Did we come to a consensus? We were going to see if Matt had any ideas. Yeah, since because he's the we, birthday boy, yeah, kind of, you know. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Why you guys got to do this? Because <laughs> yeah. we well, couldn't really think of anything. So <laughs> well, we we were thinking anyway. maybe like abstract or um, you know something that had to do with bright colors or you know just something in particular. So, you know, we were, we were kind of going in that direction, but since you weren't here to shoot us down, we thought we'd give you a chance to uh, come up with a good. <laughs> hmm. We haven't done cars in a while. Automobiles. We haven't. I'm trying to think of something that goes along with today's topic, but I don't know how I'd incorporate that into you know everybody thing. has a car does that really make them a driver you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hurry up, end the show. So does Joe doesn't drag it into the ground. (laughs) I mean, you can literally say that with like anything. Anything. (laughs) Everybody cooks food. Yes. Everybody a chef. Not everybody lives through my cooking, Um, but that's okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I got to tell you guys about what I cooked today, but Ooh. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, holy cow. Amazing. I'm going to be anyway, jealous. Go ahead. Um, now, Matt, this, this will go through July 2nd. Okay. I don't know if that wow. helps or not. Jeez. Yeah. It's it the entire, you figured um, the entire month of June. Yes. Wow. Um. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. We we did them all. We, we I know, right? All the, <laughs> all the the themes. <laughs> let's do let's do uh, let's do cars. I mean, I like that better than I like abstract. Yeah, me too. In fact, abstract is my least favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> my absolute. <laughs> Because I don't know how to pick a winner. Sure. You know, because I like a picture to look like something. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know if everybody um, knows what abstract is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's, yeah, there's that too. Now, Um, now just, just being on the safe side. Also, we're talking cars. We're talking passenger vehicle by short. So, SUV. No, no. The band. Are we, are we yeah. The band. <laughs> oh. The, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, let's do um, uh let's let's make it specific. Let's let's make it automobiles, gasoline, diesel, automobiles that are passenger vehicles and uh kind of make it more of a um you know. Let's make it more niche like motorcycles with sidecars. There we go. Oh man. <laughs> Got to go find a dealership, Which, probably. Yeah, I can't think yeah. of for a museum. Last time I've ever seen museum, one of those. Yeah. I've got an idea. Let's make it vehicles that have Instagram accounts. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. leave me out. Leaving me out. Yeah, but you could just make an account, Dave. Yeah, you could get an account. <sighs> and, a silver and, bullet, and it's and you can only post pictures of your Instagram account. <laughs> Pictures, <laughs> pictures of your pictures in your Instagram account. Oh no! Yeah. All right. No. Don't say that. <laughs> no, not all right. No. Uh, okay, so what are we doing with cars? Let's do. Um, yeah, there you go, Greg. Uh, <laughs> We can, uh, how about, um, cars in motion? We can be those creepy guys standing out there at the intersection, taking pictures of cars as they go by, you know, um, you know, just like cars in motion, you know, that way, that way it's not like, oh yeah, you know, I have a list of, uh, of Jeep shots that I have that I can just throw on there, you know, for myself, but actually go out and, you know. Take a picture, leave the area. That way, if they come by to ask you, why'd you take a picture of me? You're you're not around or anything like that. (laughs) You should have been driving in public. You could do do a lot of cool stuff with cars in motion. You know, use uh, some slow shutter effects, do some panning. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I'm getting interested (laughs) in this now. Stuff we had to do in (laughs) photography class. You know, I remember that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's do that. Vehicles, uh, passenger vehicles in motion. How's that? We're going to be pestering our wives to take our vehicles for a drive so we can catch them. <laughs> yes. All right, honey, drive the Jeep past me. Woohoo. She's not going to come and ask me why I took a picture of her. All right. Um, all right. Well, good. Let's do that. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up? Because I think we have ourselves a show. I'm good on my end. Cool. 
All right. Well, let's go ahead and go around the room and see where people can find you. Let's start with you, Greg. Well, you can get uh, access to all my online activity at about.me slash McMillan. Awesome. Dave. Sure. You can find me on uh, Instagram for photography posts as prof pod and Twitter for angry rants as prof pod <laughs> and some photography, but more angry rants. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. All right. You can, uh, you can catch me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, day flash, artful ethnography community. Uh, there's one or two others I'm forgetting. What am I forgetting? Something. Uh, in any case, you do all the I am your license still? plate. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, my license plate's spelled different, but still, in all those, <laughs> yeah, all those places, M M Hoffman photo with a PH for photo. If you see a car driving around, that's M H photo with an F for photo. That's me. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Also speaking of the car, uh, another, I have an Instagram account for that. It's called, <laughs> it's stupid. It's called <laughs> Whittle Wed Wagon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so look that up. Oh, that's um, awesome. Not a whole lot on it yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, find me on priceless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira. You can also find my Jeep on Upstate Jeep. And uh, you can find links to our show notes to our Instagram. Uh, not in, I, don't, I don't think you can find Instagram on it. But uh, Facebook and you, YouTube and other stuff by going to tinyshutter.com. And you know, uh, along with Dave, I think I'm going to start an account called Angry Ants. And um, just take the ant hills in the backyard, kick them, and take pictures of my angry ants <laughs> in the backyard. So, <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Well, why don't you guys go ahead and say good night to everyone? Good night, everybody. Let me unmute. Um, be safe, everyone, and be kind to each other. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. And happy birthday, Matt. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, <laughs> flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. I, I, I thought you were dead. Oh, no, I told you. Well, I fibbed a little bit, but don't be mad. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Barely.